Welcome to Best Friend Simulator, a quality hangout in podcast form with your simulated best friends, Josh and Dennis. What's up, Dennis? Yo. What's up, BFS Maniacs? How's it going? Welcome to Best Friend Simulator, the final countdown. You remember that song? So when I asked you literally 30 seconds ago, you ready to go? You have an opening. No, no, that's not the opening. I just got excited about your opening was to to do a flute version of Europe's The Final Countdown. It's a fucking exciting song, isn't it? No, what I was going to say. And somehow your rendition took all the excitement out of it. What I was going to ask you okay. was. What were you going to say? Is it possible that, like, I'm starting to smell old? Oh, I think so. Because, like, sometimes I smell a weird smell, and it just smells, like, old and weird. Well, I think you should know, and we've been talking about this somewhat on the show, that your body is slowly rotting away. Mm. We've talked about all your different rashes and funguses and allergies. I mean, I think it just, I think you're just, like, I think it's leprosy. I'm the zombie. I'm on the Walking Dead. I'm the star of Walking Dead. The I'm the main zombie from the show. Delusions are not helping you either. I'm that main zombie. You know that one, Greg. Old Greg the zombie. <laughs> Do I have a brain tumor? That's my other. Oh thing. yeah. Okay. I think you had that thing. Wasn't there a thing where like some shit got in some dude's ear and his brain started to rot away? Like some bacteria or something? That would make sense. Yeah, I think that's what's happening to you. That really explains a lot. Because if we were going to talk about you having a brain tumor, we'd have to talk about you having a brain. It's <laughs> oh, a fucking... It's a sick burn, man. Burn! I'm 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 like uh, like Duncan Cameron from the Montauk Project. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm brain dead, but just uh, kept... Going by pure psychic energy. Mm-hmm, definitely. That's me. Sounds like you. Dynamo of psychic energy. Even Di- though my, my brain is rotten away. Yeah, I would definitely call you a dynamo of anything. Of, yeah, any kind of energy. I don't know why I'm so angry. Sexual energy. <laughs> like, you you, you agree gonna, with me on that, right? You gonna bring it back to the sexual energy? Uh, just a dynamo of sexual, psychic... Uh, what else? What other kind of energy we got on the table? Look, here? we're gonna need... I'm going to try to up the energy right now, okay? Because we're getting a little fucking sleepy because you made me wait a goddamn hour to record. Like, I got all goddamn day. I have episodes of The West Wing to watch, I'll have you know. It's a very it's a very important program of our times uh, yeah, or 20 years very ago. very prescient. I need a new thing to watch because I just finished watching 146 episodes of New Girl. So if you had any questions about the television program New Girl... I can okay. probably answer them. I have one. How was it? Shockingly or surprisingly funny. That's why I stuck with it for 146 episodes. Sometimes it got pretty silly, which I uh, which I appreciate. Now, when you say like shockingly funny, was it like brutal funny? No, I meant I meant, I meant more fucking surpri- somebody gets their fucking neck ripped off. That's not funny. I meant more surprising. <laughs> oh, like like jump scares, but with laughs. Jump laughs. No, that's shocking. 
Um, I don't. I didn't find it shockingly funny. Like when I went to go see Quentin Tarantino's Hateful Eight. Yes. And a gentleman uh, sitting next to us guffawed every time the main character played by Kurt Russell uh, hit. Um, Ali Sheedy. No, you are wrong. Not Ali Sheedy. Yeah, that's no. right. Uh, Jeffrey Tambor. So. We agree that you were wrong on Ali Sheedy, but close, and you went just totally off the wall. That sounds right. It is... I've got this. Jessica... Tandy. Pu- Jessica Tandy. Puccinello. So every time Kurt... Every time Kurt... I don't know what that is. Every time Kurt Russell hit Jessica Tandy... Jennifer Jessica, Jason Lee. Jennifer every Jason Lee, Kurt, yeah. JJL. Oh, every time Kurt so Russell stupid. hit JJL with his rifle... This dude laughed like it was the funniest thing he ever did see. That would be shockingly funny to him. It was not funny. It and not, not even like at a subjective level. It was not funny. It wasn't meant to be funny. He just was enjoying the, the violence against the women. Yeah. So I would say this show was surprisingly funny in that I went into it thinking, how funny could a show with Zoe Deschanel be? And uh, it was pretty funny. I enjoyed it. I especially enjoyed and Winston. He was my favorite character. Oh, from Ghostbusters? He's uh, a classic. N- no. It sucks he didn't get top billing for that, and he fucking came in like in the middle of the movie. He's, he's a good character. That's you know, a big Twinkie. Does it say that? Yeah, so um, any other questions about New Girl? Because I'm ready, because I've watched 146 episodes. This may also connect to the question we had last week of why don't I read anymore, but I don't I can't really make the connection. So do you have any other questions about New Girl? I have none. Hmm. I'm sorry. I'm going to check the emails and see if any of our listeners just happen to have a question. I'll be right back. Okay, Josh, I'm back. Yes. And I have news from the emails. Okay, what do you got? Uh, No one has asked. Any questions about New Girl? I probably should have mentioned last episode that I had watched 146 episodes of New Girl and that next week I would be able to answer any questions. But instead, I just hope that someone randomly asked a question about New Girl, which probably was not the way to go and may answer a lot of the questions we have about why this podcast is not successful. Yeah, probably. I did come up with a second question, though. Oh, oh, please. How does it make you feel that probably like a hundred years from now, uh, the fact that you watched 146 episodes of The New Girl will be dead with you. No one will even know it. Well, I have two counter questions. A, uh, how do you know that I'm not going to write about it in my autobiography, uh, Big D, A Life of Podcasting and Regret, The Life and Times of Dennis, last name here, um, Big Spender. Okay. Comma Big Spender. I, I stand corrected. That I, se- I think it's that, that sizzling chapter about how you watched 146 episodes of The New Girl is really going to be what people are going to be talking about at the water cooler. My second question is, you said about 100 years from now, do you believe that I am going to live to be older than 100 years? Did you not listen to what I said? You said like 140 years. I said in a, a hundred 100 years, years from now, the fact that you will be dead... And the fact that you watched 146 episodes of The New Girl uh-huh. will also be dead with you. No one will know about it. It's gone. I'm going to be dead in like 10 years. Why will it take 100 years for because people not to care? 
everybody that knew you will be dead by then. Everybody that listens to this podcast will most likely be dead. Nobody's listening to this podcast. And the people that I know will be dead. There's like four people that listen. That's patently untrue. That's probably like 60. <laughs> wowie, wow, wow. Yeah, how do I feel about it? Well, obviously pretty crummy because I've spent... Well, if you... Let me do some math here. So we got 146 episodes. Do we have like math music? Yeah. Oh, can you play the beginning of Pink Floyd's Money here? So I can... It's got a lot of like calculating noises yeah 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 i'll get right on that um 146 episodes times 22 minutes that equals 3212 minutes divided by 60 because 60 minutes equals one earth hour oh that was 53 hours of my life i spent watching new girl how does that make you feel um bad just bad i wasn't trying to make myself feel bad I was just, I watch a lot of uh, stupid TV because I don't want to do other things like exercise and read and study my craft or become a better podcaster or figure out how to get new listeners or more listeners. Hey man, we're all fucking being ground into the mud under the heel of late stage capitalism. Yeah, but so now I've started West Wing, so... The show will have ended this podcast, um, as we mentioned last week. Our next episode will be our last, probably. But by the time we record next week, I still will have not finished all of West Wing. But maybe we'll do an episode much further into the future when I finish West Wing. And then you can think now of the questions you want to ask me about the television series West Wing. Or The West Wing. Cool. This is this is great. I'm sad that this is uh, going to be ending. I feel like you're being sarcastic. I have known you long enough to know each and every inflection of your voice and what it means. Okay. Well, what did I mean there, then? You meant actually quite the opposite of what you said. Uh, you meant this is not cool, and you are very glad this is ending. Ah, you're a very, very cunning observer of mankind. Yes, thank you. I, uh, yes. I guess. Yes, look at you. Uh, mm-hmm, I do it. Okay, so that's the end of our uh, segment where I talk about how I watch New Girl. So, um, fuck you. Should I listen to the podcast about West Wing and have people ask me questions about that? Is Does it go episode by episode? I don't know. Maybe I should see if they go episode by episode, and then they could be my companion on the road to finishing all of West Wing. Hmm. Man, then I can do a podcast. Wait a minute. Let me think out loud. Then I can do a podcast about how I listen to this podcast while I watch West Wing and my thoughts about it. Hmm. Oh, dude, that's meta. You know, I like when you get meta. I do. And I'll do a podcast based on your podcast where I just replace all of the dialogue with farts, but like auto-tuned to, to fit what you're saying. Fantastic. I Look wish you would put that much work into this podcast. Oh, wow, wow, I went there. I went there. One episode left, and I went there. That's right. Gloves come. Reach episode... through the screen, just like uh, what's his nuts did to Ozzy Osbourne in that movie. Freddy Nightmare. Uh, episode 61 The Gloves Come Off. K U M M. What? The Gloves Come Off. What is that? It's like a cool way to spell it. What are you trying to do? It's like, it's like, this, a, it's like a new you, metal way to spell it. Are you trying to prove to the audience that you have sexual energy again? It's got an umlaut on it. Oh, that's coom. Coom. Mm-hmm. 
The gloves coom off. Listen to our West Wing podcast. But I replaced it all with farts. I've been listening to a uh, investing podcast because um, I just have so much money that I'm not sure what to do with it anymore. And the, they they took like a thousand bucks and they gave it to someone and they said, yo, we need a polished opening middle thing, middle advertisement thing and closing. And so they took they took like a thousand dollars and they they. They gave it to this company, and then they they forgot to save money on a decent internet connection or microphones. It's pretty great. At some point in the podcast, the dude goes, David, can you hear my dogs? <laughs> David does not respond, and then he just keeps going with his story about what stocks are. It's fascinating. It sounds great, man. Yo, it sounds like be- you've been really yeah. having an exciting time lately. Yeah. But the beginning has like this hard rock theme and then there's like a very sexual woman person saying, you're listening to the investment podcast. And then at some point in the middle, she goes, hey, why don't you download Josh's free ebook about stocks and bonds? Does she sound like Bob Dylan? Yeah. Yeah, this podcast. I've never heard Bob Dylan. What does he sound like? Sorry, I just had something in my throat. You know what I realized recently? Jamie and I realized this. The song Betty Davis Eyes, but is it Kim Carnes? You got it. She kind of sounds like she's doing a Bob Dylan thing. Yeah, yeah. Can I ask you? Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Sorry. Um, because nobody cares about Kim Carnes. Uh, (laughs) When I just did my voice just then, did it? Did I sound sexy? Yeah, man. I. (laughs) <laughs> Please don't. Why did I go down this road? <laughs> Let's just say my dish rag is getting a little juicy. What? what the f- yeah. No one says that. Literally no one. They're going to say it now. Yes. Look, why? I'm going to what? spin off into my new career as uh, an internet influencer. Hey, that's that weird old guy that smells old that says weird shit that we like. Sponsored by Monster Energy Drinks. So, wait, you were going to tell people to listen to old guys? No, I'm the old guy. Oh, oh, oh. That, that was a, like a, a like a fan. Oh, 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 sorry. I didn't... It sounded just so much like your own voice. Okay, look, while we're on the sexual energy tip, let me just tell you this story real quick. All right. So there's like a so, sexy one? Well, no, but there, there's a wiener in it. So I was um coming home from work late, and there was a man standing out in front of my building, and uh, uh, he was looking... He was kind of like, kind of standing in like a Superman pose, and he was looking across the street. The last time I saw a person doing that in my neighborhood, they were pissing. Okay. So naturally, I looked towards his penis to see if this person (laughs) was pissing. And uh, then he noticed me, and he was like, that's the nicest house on the block. And it turns out he was looking at the house across the street from mine, which a lot of people turn to look at because it's got one of those like... uh, Fancy house turrets, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like a that rounded part that like is kind of castle-like. Like a missile turret. If you have a uh, level three uh, in home defense perks. Yes. You have a missile turret. Way to alienate most of the audience. 
fucking it just keeps firing at those fucking super mutants that are just down the hill from your house. Right, right. Except yeah, Dave, is, yeah. Dave is listening right now. He's like, yeah, fuck those super mutants. He knows mutants. what I'm talking about. It's uh-huh, fucking super mutants. Yeah, we're dropping a lot, a lot of Fallout. Fallout now, 76. Uh, yeah, so anyway, I felt bad that I had to look at, look at that guy's crotch, but then also I feel kind of weird. Because, like, what if he was pissing and I looked right at his penis? Like, what, then what you, am I going to do? You would, you would sit here before me, a man who has seen one more penis. You'd be a changed man. I guess, maybe? Who knows, man? Maybe that, that the, the, the seeing of the penis could set you off on an all-new adventure. Well, we found the title of this week's episode. In the many worlds theory, there is a, a, a parallel world where you saw that man's penis and it changed your fucking life. I guess so. How how or, would it change your life? Let's let's go down this path a little bit. Follow me oh, down here. Oh, only in the worst way, because then I would turn to him, I would look down, I would look I would see the penis penis, and I would look at him and I said, Oh man, come on. And then he would You'd run say, towards okay. me. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> like K you with an umlaut M. Uh-huh. I would he would run towards me pissing. And then eventually hit me, and I would be very upset. And then I might punch him. Mm. And you get the herpetellus. What's that? That's the piss disease. Uh huh. That what they Based call it? on, hold on. Just let's let's dissect what you just said. You you named a disease. You said it's the piss disease, and then you asked me what it's called. Is that what it, herpetellus? What I do they call it? I don't know. You're telling me what it is, and then you're asking me what it is. Do you feel like this is a... I know we're doing a little bit back and forth, and we maybe, look, maybe this is what the audience needs. They need to know what we're thinking. But do you think that this is the root cause of your mental issues? What? Is that you say a thing, and then a little bit of time later ask, was that correct? How how would that be the root cause of my mental issues? I, I think it's more of a symptom, personally. Um, uh, potato, potato. Hey, it's like an aurora borealis. Dave, David Boreanis. It's like a David Boreanis. It's like a lizard who played, um, angel. Yes, and ba- bones. And bones. Who's wait? Eight. He wasn't. He wasn't bones, right? Oh yeah, he was. It was uh your no bones was uh David Boreanis. Your 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 favorite star's sister. Uh, Maria de Chanel. Yes. Maya de Chanel. My wife. <laughs> de Chanel. <laughs> yeah, she's got a name. She's, uh, yeah, she's the sister. <laughs> Angela de Chanel. <laughs> what happened? Oh, so wait. Okay, let's go back. David Bo- it's an Ouroboros. It's a yeah. It's a snake eating its own tail. Right. That that's what your mental issues are. Your brain yep. is a snake eating its own tail. You get the hematitis from the man's piss. And then and no, that didn't happen. He I'm, just said, "Oh, Dennis." He just said he 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 just. <laughs> I almost read your other parts of the notes. That makes no sense to this story. He just said. <laughs> That he that house is the nicest house on the block, and then he moved on, and I let myself in my home. I didn't get pisspatitis, which is the thing you just made up. David Pilatus pissing four on one. Yes. Oh man, that's a good deep cut joke. Only for fans of BFS. 
true fans of the 90s and BFS will love this one. Only 90s BFS maniacs will get this. Piss joke about missing 411. Doctors are begging you not to miss this BFS reference. Gut Doctor begs you to piss on him. <laughs> Stop saying the names of the movies that you have in your house. What's going on? What's uh what's up in Seattle? I know you ask I asked I've asked you this question sixty one times, which may or may not be true. Yes. Uh yeah, man. I've been very busy. Work. Jamie's folks have been in town. Hmm. Uh they live for, there now? It's just, I think you said this last time. We recorded like two goddamn friggin' weeks ago. Well they they are kind of using Seattle or were while they were here over the course of like a month or so, we're using Seattle as kind of like a, a home base and traveling a little bit from here and, and like coming back. So Robin Banks and shit. Yes. They were all wearing a uh, president masks. Oh, point break Seattle. No. Okay. No end. Mm, no, learned. like president animal presidents. Sorry. Like president horse president. Uh, so what mouse. you're trying to see is like the president of the horses. Yes. The hey, you got it. Horse that's been elected leader of the horses is just named President Horse. Like they don't it's, have a name. It's the title. That's the formal title. Like it, was, it wouldn't be like President Buttercup. His real name is Jack Staxon. That's better. Yeah, but he, he's President Horse. Why didn't you say that in the beginning? President Horse Jack Staxton. Yeah. Is that a family name? Yeah, he's he's descended from he's a thoroughbred, descended from the 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 Staxton family. They got their hands in a little bit of everything. He's pretty fucking corrupt. I'm gonna admit it. So I asked you if it was a family name, and your answer was he's a thoroughbred. <laughs> so you picked a horse thing to say as a response. That's good. That's great. Is that not what I should have done? Do you think that when you die, they're gonna turn you into glue? Speaking of horses, how's that for right. a segue? Hey, man, if somebody could get some use out of my fucking carcass, go for it. Mm. So you've been pretty busy. I hear this a lot. What are, what are you busy with? You, I understand you got to work, but, you know, I work you, long hours. We all do. Uh, you don't I'm work tired. eight hours. You work more than eight hours. Yeah. A day. A yeah. Week? Do you work more than eight hours a week? <laughs> I do work more than eight hours a week. Yes. Oh, boy. That's a long week. You pull in in like 10 hour days? Yes. We've yeah, discussed this much. many times on and off mic. What, what's happening here? Um, um, I don't know. Am I fading from your memory? Am I, am I being erased from the timeline? Who are you? you wait, do you, do you know what's... Who the fuck are you? Oh my God, he's dancing. Do you know what happens after our next episode, right? We're done. Oh, did I not tell you? I'm getting erased from the timeline? No, 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 no. It was in the contract that I we that I showed you when we first started. Fuck. Am I gonna get age regressed and sent back to nineteen seventy seven? No, and just never by a different uh, family. Oh no, you're getting way you're getting much too complicated. I'm never talking to you again. That's patently untrue, Dennis. I, I mean I can do whatever I want with my life. Then are you not going to be doing this new podcast that we're working on? This top secret project? Well, it's not I'm not gonna talk to you outside of that. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. This is great, thanks. It, it's just a lot. I love you. What? <laughs> what did you just say? I, I love you. <laughs> Why did... What? Say what? I love you. 
Why are you I saying like I, you're dying? I, I love you. Oh god, you're making it weird. Uh, <laughs> Cut this part out. Don't start. If you start crying, I'm going to hang up. <laughs> I smell old, <laughs> and I love you. I think you're dying. That's why I can't talk to you anymore because you're rotting from the inside out. I think I I just am, fi- dude. and I find it disgusting. Only held holding on to this mortal coil by like the sheer force of my psychic being. My psychosexual being. That's why you're dying. You 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 don't really have a lot of psychosexual energy. I guess I don't. Sorry. No, I'm dissolving. No, I'm a mud man. <laughs> I feel weird tonight, man. <laughs> Look, I'll say this to you like I heard a grown adult say to another grown adult. May the 4th be with you. As they both found out they were Star Wars fans, and it was May the 4th. They said it to each other. They didn't snicker afterwards, either. Like I did in my mind. They also didn't okay. attempt to commit suicide in their own brains, like I did in my mind. Okay. They just said it to each other. Can I can I ask you a question? Um, can we do like a little like a, can we do like a little I overheard two grown adults say May the 4th to one another AMA? Oh, yes, yes, situation. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. I, mean, I was excited about my new girl AMA, but you didn't have any questions and you didn't prepare. So I I had a great one. Now I'm newly excited about this one. Go, shoot. Ask me. Ask uh, me. How does it feel thinking you're better than people? Well, it, I'll answer that it, um, I'll answer that truthfully. It's a blessing and a curse. It's a blessing in that it kind of helps me to feel a little bit better about myself. Uh, it helps my self-esteem to know that I'm not as dorky as some of those people. But it also it's also a curse in that it makes me feel bad that I judge anybody about anything because I am an awful person who does awful things and who does not do good things. So were, were you the person at Hateful Eight? Laughing at the, the abuse of JJL on screen? Is that what you're, you're saying now? No. That's my second uh, question for the AMA. I'm not that. No, I, I was not laughing at that. I have laughed no. at awful things in my life. I was not laughing at that. I'd be bummed if you were laughing at that. I don't think I'd be friends with you. I'm not that awful. If you became really deeply misogynist. Just like I think the most shitty mo- fucking... The... The... Yeah, I know. I don't. I'm not anymore. So these two people fucking living this life, just sat trapped in the same fucking rotting pieces of meat we're all trapped in. Uh huh. Have a brief second of connection about fucking something. Uh huh. And you're here shitting on them. Like, I do I was, do I have this right? I don't think. I don't think shitting is an appropriate word. Getting snarky on your your podcast. Oh, oh, oh! I'm sorry. Fucking Tony Snarks over here. I'm I'm sorry, Pope Pius the Seventh. I forgot this was the goodness hour. Yeah. Oh, let's talk about everything that's good in the world. Well, you've never been snarky about anything. Cats. We have been friends cool. for thirteen thousand years. I think you're you're a little defensive here. Ah, uh, what? Me thinks oh. the. Lady doth protest too much. Excuse me. Control your insides. Control them. Ugh. I'm rotting. Oh, makes me All sick. All those, those hip peas that I ate beforehand. I'm sorry? What is a hip pea? It's like a like a, like a a cheese puff, a cheesy poof made out of uh, chickpeas. Oh, it's disgusting. nutritional yeast. 
You're, you're a disgusting individual. It's pretty fucking good, man. I think you'd be into it. I can't make fun of people saying May the 4th be with you, but you're over there fucking eating corn chickpeas like they're going out of style. And I'm a weirdo and a freak and a horrible person. I didn't say you're a weirdo and a freak, and I didn't really say you're a horrible person either. I'm, I'm just hearing that. Why am I keep hearing that in my head? You're fucking yucking people's yums. Look, if they get sexual pleasure from saying May the 4th be with you to one another, who are you to say that's wrong? We're all sexual beings trying to navigate this crazy mixed up world. I'm sorry. If you get a boner and in your head you think it's a lightsaber, who the fuck am I to say that's wrong? I did. What? 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 They, sexual pleasure about saying may the fourth be with you? Yeah. You looked at their penises because they were standing in front of your house. These are two different stories. What is happening? You're talking a lot about sex tonight. What's oh, going on? You know what's happening? Josh, let's pause the podcast for a minute and have a conversation. What's going on? I, I think I know what's happening, Dennis. Click. No, unclick because I know what's happening. What's happening? I think I am living in at least two overlapping timelines. One of them where you're getting sexually turned on about Star Wars? No, I'm not. Somebody else is. Are you going to provide any other information with this? (laughs) And speaking of overlapping timelines... I told you about your segue. Stop saying speaking of... (laughs) This is a great segue. Shut the fuck up. Okay. <laughs> it's time to reopen for the last time. Oh. Josh's Paranormal Portal. We're back with the Montauk Project Part 3. Fin. Finale. <laughs> the final You're chapter. You're so fancy. You are, you are so fancy. You like that? Yeah. All right. Where are we at this week? This final segment of the montauk project so we left off talking about duncan cameron kind of mastering the montauk chair right opening portals Uh using telekinetic powers and shit Mm -hmm. and i think we brought up once he had this shit figured out they got rid of a lot of the staff and brought in like a secret crew to like work like working like a much smaller staff to do some like secret shit okay and their objective was to explore time. Oh, I believe I saw this documentary. Now, Duncan, is his name Bill and or Ted? His name is Station. Oh, Station's creation. Station. You got it. Is that, does Bill and Ted's bogus journey hold up, you think? Yeah, definitely. Just because uh, death is in it. It's true. He's pretty good. So these fools are ready to start fucking around with time. But before we can get into that, we need to talk about something else I mentioned from the last episode, the Montauk Boys. And Montauk Boys, I had mentioned this last time, just really quick content warning. There's a brief mention of sort of sexual abuse involved in this. I don't go into any details, but just be forewarned, it's going to come up. So this is this is a bit of a nesting doll here that I accidentally created for myself. So you got the time travel, but in order to talk about the time travel, you need to talk about the Montauk Boys. And if you want to talk about the Montauk Boys, we're going to start with a guy named Stuart Swerdlow. Sounds made up, but I'm in. Yes, he's a real dude. I don't know if anything he says is real, but he says some pretty fucking wild shit, so I'm glad he said it. Nichols discovers Swerdlow years after his involvement with Montauk. I don't know at what point he entered the picture. Uh, He was brought up in the second book, the Montauk Revisited book, uh, and I think he was referred to as Stan in that one, but... Because they forgot his name, or they were trying to purposely. I think they were trying to protect protect okay. his uh his yeah 
I was about to say, what kind of book is this? They don't even know everybody's name. I don't know, Stan or something. Stan or some shit. I forget this guy's name. This fucking Mameluke. Uh, <laughs> so Nichols finds him and figures out somehow that he's clearly been subjected to a lot of heavy programming, not unlike Duncan Cameron initially and, and others. And also he determines, and again, this is another one of those things that just kind of gets dropped in the book. No further explanation that he was under the control of several groups of aliens. Okay. So, as I have in my notes here, a shoulder shrug emoji. <laughs> I, I guess. Using Wilhelm Reich's orgone energy method, Nichols helps Swerdlow retrieve his memories. And they are some fucking wild memories. Now, a little sidebar here. In the process of reading about Montauk Project and watching videos over the years... Uh, several times I've heard people mention that Nichols uses kind of like a creepy quasi-sexual technique to do this to young men. Like, oh boy. Okay. Uh, I mean, that's what the whole orgone energy thing is connected to. I believe it's like the release of like sexual energy or something. Now, I this is the thing, not unlike the entirety of the Montauk Project, I found zero confirmation about any of this. I don't even know like where it started, but just I, I'm going to I'm going to say just from like the the interviews and stuff i've seen with preston nichols would not be surprised if he turned out to be some kind of a pervert mm. just saying he, he seems like a, an odd duck <laughs> gives off a vibe yeah he kind of gives stash. off a, the, the pervert vibe <laughs> you know what uh when you call people perverts it doesn't help your argument that you may not be an old man rotting away <laughs> he's a some kind of pervert what's he doing Jerking off some guy. Get him memories. Yes, that kind of stuff. You seen this ham radio pervert? <laughs> okay, so I, I just wanted to mention that because it comes up occasionally. I wasn't able to trace it back to any source, though. So, Swerdlow's history is very similar to that of many other children, all male, who would come to be collectively known as the Montauk Boys. So at any given time, there are about 50 boys in this program being run by the Montauk Project. All of them were abducted by either A, gray aliens, or B, humans disguised as gray aliens. Oh boy. In the book, it's stated that it's grays, but I think later Swerdlow says that it was uh, people dressed as aliens or something. Was there a reason that they would be dressed as aliens, like to purposely mislead yeah i guess i don't i don't really know so the the kids are then sorted into three groups you got the young kids between 6 and 12 the kids between 13 and 16 and then between 16 and 22 now these three groups all serve different functions for the youngest group half of them are given to the grays as subjects for genetic experiments kind of a, a classic gray alien thing mm -hmm. that we've discussed i think on several episodes why people suspect greys are doing genetic testing and experiments on humans. The other half of the, the youngest groups are programmed and reintroduced into society as sleeper agents, kind of mm -hmm. like a Manchurian candidate kind of thing. You've got your 13 to 16 year olds who are all programmed to be mindless assassins, mm -hmm. just kind of killing machines. And then the, the oldest group, the 16 to 22 year olds become known as the disruptors. And again, this is another thing kind of dropped into the book with no further explanation. They are programmed to start satanic cults. What? Okay. <laughs> okay. You, 
<laughs> this really has everything. It's really, yeah, it's, it's quite a grab bag. So the way the Montauk boys are programmed involves brutal beatings, torture, mental, physical, and sexual abuse, all designed to break the boys and leave them susceptible to programming. Mm -hmm. uh, I think there was a little bit of that shown in Stranger Things, I think, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think they 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 did some weird experiments with uh, Eleven. Yeah, yeah. Also, this whole thing makes me think of... Uh, you have not seen this movie. Martyrs? Uh, have you seen no, that one? Not in a long time. Martyrs okay. just remind me what it was like. It's a movie about people trying to find out, like, unlock the, the mysteries of the universe so they kidnap a woman and, like, do this ritual torture to her, basically, to push her past all limits so she can kind of glimpse the other side while still being alive or something. It's an amazing movie that is so brutal, I don't think I ever want to see it again. Oh, boy. It sounds terrible. But, it's like a 70s movie? No, it was made uh, 10 years ago, maybe. It's a French film. Part of like the French new wave of mm. horror films. That was oh, oh, I see. Hitting. Yeah. Great movie. Not for the squeamish. Maybe only want to see it once and that's it. So yeah, they were doing this stuff to break the kids to kind of like destroy themselves and make them just open to this programming. Swerdlow becomes kind of an all-star Montauk boy. Because he has some kind of a psychic resonance with Duncan Cameron. And he's used for a lot of different projects. But my very favorite, the one I'm going to zoom in on here. He is, is sent into the past to kill Jesus Christ and collect a blood sample. Okay, as you do. Yeah. So he's sent back. Uh, I think he was only gone for 10 hours on our side of the timeline. But actually lived in those times for two months. He goes, approaches JC our man right and jesus is like ah swordlow <laughs> I, I knew you were coming you hear about a blood sample aren't you now i'm gonna ask yes was it k-u-m-m yes Umla? this is like a new metal jesus okay okay yeah he this is jesus with like three eyebrow piercings yeah that's a cool look <laughs> it's a very cool look so he said he knew swordlow was coming he knew he was coming and willingly gives him a blood sample. Uh, okay. However, Swerdlow, still being controlled by his Montauk Project puppeteers, empties a fucking revolver into Jesus. Oh, that's how he died. No, dog. Jesus? Mm-mm. He's not going mm. out like that. He's like, uh, whatever, dude. Oh, did he Matrix that shit? No, he, he takes all the bullets, but it's just like, uh, now, now's not my time to die. Nice try, dog. Hmm, interesting. Hey, I'll catch up with you later. Cold as <laughs> so, hell. Cold as hell, Jesus. Swerdlow comes back into the, the present. Okay. Has the blood sample and is told, okay, now what you got to do, we're going to open a portal and send you to Mars. Of course. You're right. going to meet Jesus there and give Jesus the blood. So he goes to Mars, uh, like an underground base in Mars that they that's established up there, finds Jesus. And then it, I picture it like a very cinematic kind of thing where Jesus is like standing with his back to Swerdlow. Okay. And turns around and... Dog, that's Duncan Cameron dresses Jesus. In Mars? In Mars. Martian Jesus is Duncan Cameron. But regular Jesus back when Jesus was alive was real Jesus. Real Jesus, yeah. Uh, the real JC. Why are we tricking Swerdlow into believing that uh, Duncan we'll Cameron... We'll get into that. Oh, so I, I, I probably So apparently, the whole reason for this, like the, the blood sample and everything, is to mix the blood of Jesus... With the blood of Duncan Cameron. 
kind of a JCDC situation. Okay, that was good. Why? <laughs> why wouldn't they just give it to Duncan Cameron on Earth? I don't. I don't know the Martian uh, angle. Yeah. I, I, again, presented without any explanation as to why. So the plan is to intermingle the blood of Jesus Christ and Duncan Cameron, your JCDC, present Duncan Cameron as the second coming of Christ, and then they're like, oh, you need some proof? Why don't you go get that Shroud of Turin? Do some DNA samples on it. Ah. Why don't you run some tests? What's that? Our boy JCDC here, chock full of that shit. So wait, why would Jesus, if he knew that Duncan can't, no, if he knew that Swerdlow was coming, he knew he was coming for the blood, he probably had to know that they're going to trick people into thinking Duncan Cameron is the second coming of Jesus, JCDC. Why would Jesus be down for that shit? Well, I mean, I w- I'll just say this. All right, do you know of Duncan Cameron as Jesus, as JCDC? Or just good old Duncan Cameron? It didn't work. Right. Fucking Diamond J is over there like, yeah, man, go, whatever. Have fun with the blood. It's not going to fucking work, you idiots. I think my question was more, why would Jesus let that happen? Because he doesn't care. He's like, I got, a, I got bigger fish to fry. Can I ask you another question? I got this fucking Pontius Pilate fucking busting my agates over here. Do you know how Jesus got the blood out of him and how he got a vial? I I do not know. I, I hope it was I, like a, a cool like trick. I appreciate your honesty. You know, Yo. I, OK, I, I, I here's I got it. Let's 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 act this out. OK, uh, you're I'll, Duncan Cameron. I'll be Jesus. Oh, hey, Jesus. It's me, Duncan Cameron. I've I, I, I've come for something. I know. Oh. Yeah, I know. Can I have it? Duncan Cameron, you from the future. Yeah. Duncan. Why don't you look in your pocket? What? Mind freak. Oh shit, That's- dude. Now I I uh I think it went a different way. Okay. I think you didn't get mind freaked? No. I think Jesus was like, "Oh yeah, I got that blood right over here. I'll be right back." And then you just hear like a pig like squealing. And then he comes back, his hands are all, like, covered in blood. He's like, here you go, dude. <laughs> he just fucking choked out a pig. Yeah, he fucking tricked Duncan Cameron. Probably. He's like, because Jesus was like, as Duncan Cameron was approaching him, Jesus, no, not Duncan Cameron. Okay, this the whole jerk doesn't work, because it's Stuart Swerdlow, not Duncan Cameron. Oh, shit, fucking yeah, idiot. sorry. We're all stupid. We're all stupid. Right. Okay. So now, Swerdlow is on Mars with JCDC. JCDC. So what happens, so they, they wanted JCDC to be basically the Antichrist, which maybe that's why the disruptors were out there starting satanic cults or something. I don't know. Okay. But there's there's a little kink in their plan, okay? Duncan Cameron injects Jesus's blood into himself, and much like the scene from The Golden Child, when the child touches the hand of Randall Tex Cobb and turns him into a good guy, the blood of Christ transforms Duncan Cameron into good Duncan Cameron. The true oh, JCDC. Interesting. Yes. Now, now that he's turned around and he realizes what's happening with Montauk Project, he's got some plans in the work. One last little bit about Stuart Swerdlow here, though. Uh, it's kind of hazy, but it's mentioned that Swerdlow either quantum leaps into the body of Judas Iscariot <sighs> or out of here. just <laughs> time travels back and becomes Judas Iscariot somehow. And does his whole thing leading to the death of JC. What is the chance 
that you are describing some wacky movie that you've seen and just trying to pawn it off as some actual research you've done into this. I fucking wish this was a movie. I wish this was a movie I could watch. So because ridiculous. It's fucking ridiculous. So it's maybe so he's good. like, oh, if I go and kill the OG JC, then the JCDC will never have existed. Maybe. Anyway. I don't know, man. I <laughs> there, There's no answers here. Right. Because this is all crazy made up bullshit. <laughs> and God bless all of it. Right. So this brings about the end of the Montauk Project. Okay. I might be conflating two separate events here, but a time tunnel is opened up into 1943 and connected to the USS Eldridge. Ed Cameron, Duncan's brother, jumps through, destroys all of the fucking equipment, and effectively closes the tunnel. I'm not sure why. <laughs> I was not able to figure out why. But it it leaves Ed Cameron in the past. And I'll get into Ed Cameron in a little bit. Was he also thinking that if he ruined things in the past, it wouldn't happen in the present? Possibly. Like, so maybe if he ruined the whole project, his brother wouldn't have gone brain dead with crazy psychic powers. Possibly. I can't say with any certainty. And, uh... Ed Cameron, also known as Al Bielik, uh, is no longer with us, so we may never know. So after this happens, Duncan does the best thing. I think you you agree with me that this is the thing that we've loved the most about the Montauk Project from like the very beginning. Duncan Cameron summons from his very id a Bigfoot monster. Of course. Affectionately known as Junior and fucking lets it loose at Camp Hero. This fucking psychic Bigfoot... Goes on a rampage, a fucking kill crazy rampage, kills a bunch of people, and destroys a bunch of the goddamn base. I'm sorry, Josh. Uh, let me just uh, look at my scorecard down here. Uh, Bigfoot, um, uh, satanic cult, um, mission to Mars, and Jesus Christ. Oh, I got bingo. I got, I got weirdo bingo. All right, man. You're going to get a, a replica of uh, Jesus's blood. Yes. Are you just going to put your own blood into a little glass thing and give it to me? Yes. Great. Fantastic. I'll take it. <laughs> so Junior destroys half of the goddamn base. Nichols realizes the only way to stop it is to shut down the transmitter. And that is the final time the transmitter runs, at least under under the, the guidance of Preston Nichols. So basically, after all this stuff kind of implodes, goes crazy... The Montauk Project disbands. It's shut down. A year later, in 1984, Black Berets, which I don't know what they are exactly. I'm assuming some kind of black ops people, come, purge the base. Most of the equipment is removed, and all of the underground areas are filled with concrete. Huh. And then I think all people connected to it, like you got your Preston Nichols, Duncan Cameron, all those folks, are mind-wiped. They're reprogrammed. And are forced to forget all of this shit through various means. Filling an entire underground base with concrete sounds like a very expensive way to shut something down. It does. Thank you. I was thinking about that. It'd be like those, uh, the, the anthills that people pour, like, liquid aluminum into. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of it for the Montauk Project itself. The, the, the main people connected to it are, you know, you got Preston Nichols, you got Duncan Cameron, you've got... Al Bielik, a.k.a. Ed Cameron, and you've got 
Swerdlow who came later. These are the people that talk about it the most. They're the ones advancing it. I think most of them were in uh, a documentary called The Montauk Chronicles, mm-hmm. which we meant to watch, never got around to watching. I might try to watch it sometime soon. Who knows, maybe, maybe uh, sometime in the future there will be a, a BFS Ooh. special about it. So I have like a just a few little bits that didn't fit in anywhere else okay. that I came across. Uh, just kind of like a crazy shit grab bag because there's so much stuff about the Montauk Project that uh, uh, trying to get all of it in wouldn't work. And there are so many like just crazy little facts. So, Dennis, did you know that there were actually two Duncan Camerons? Uh, I did not. Because Duncan Cameron was actually from the year 1943, got sent into the future during the Philadelphia experiment, and then permanently resided here, uh, using the Montauk chair initially made him lose his lock on time, and he began aging one year every hour. Wait, that was that fucking Mel Gibson movie where he was like cryogenically frozen, and then when he came out... The man with no face. Yes, and then when he came out now, he got a cut... And then ended up aging rapidly. Yeah, exactly like that. And just like in the movie, the Montauk Project's time engineers went back in time and convinced Papa Cameron to have a second kid. When that second kid is born, they take the baby's soul. Dude, I don't know what they do with the baby's soul. Uh But they put Duncan Cameron's soul into it instead. Uh And this kid then goes on to grow up and become the new Duncan Cameron. That may have been the most insane thing you've ever said on this podcast. <laughs> Wait, even more than time traveling back to get Jesus's blood? Yes, because that was cool and made sense. <laughs> I guess it did make sense. You didn't talk. You talked about time travel, not any wacky shit like his soul. Yeah, <laughs> the soul extractor, and we're the soul intractor. Okay, okay. Intractor. Intractor. Implanter. Soul sucker. I don't know. Anyway. Okay, so I'd mentioned uh, Ed Cameron also goes by the name Al Bielik. I'm going to explain that to you real quick. In at least one version of the story, maybe all of them, I don't know, Ed Cameron stays in the past after the Philadelphia experiment and goes on to work on the atomic bomb. Uh, he's got, He kind of stirs some shit because he's like sort of against people using fusion as a weapon. Later on, he goes on to start some company that creates some kind of an ion engine and steps on the toes of some powerful people. Okay. He's he's kidnapped by a black ops team, transported via portal to Alpha Centauri 1, and interrogated by aliens. Okay. For some reason, he comes back from that, and then is ultimately seen as too much of like a rabble-rouser. And they're like, we gotta do something about this fucking Ed Cameron guy. I got the perfect plan. Let's fucking get him, and we fucking physically regress him into a child, and send him back to fucking 1927... And change his name to Al Bielik and have him raised by some other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's why the, the man known the man known as Al Bielik later came to be called Ed Cameron. It has nothing to do with the fact that he's just some guy making up shit with a bunch of other perverts. Right. Yeah. No, uh, that really cleared it all up. Yeah. It's also suggested that Anywhere from 3,000 to 10,000 subjects were sent to the future between the years 2180 and 2280, and I don't think they ever return. This is one of the things. So the Montauk Project has so many question marks, and that's kind of on purpose, I think. Uh Uh-huh. Like, the less details they fill in, the more it's like, what? And I mean, it's why I've been obsessed with the Montauk Project for years, because it has so much weird shit like this in it. Like, 
why? What? What? Why? Why? Why did they send them? What happened? And I got my brain fucking all worked up on it, and boom, there we go. And then finally, this is another thing that gets mentioned in the book and doesn't really get explained very much. There's a special cadre of particularly, like, Aryan Montauk boys, like your blonde-haired, blue-eyed variety, Okay, sent to the year 6037, where they find a vast, empty city with a weird-ass golden horse statue at its uh, center. All right, that's the part I just refuse to believe. I know. Who would make a giant statue out of horse? Out of horse. <laughs> out of horse. Of a horse or out of horse? Out of horse. <laughs> out of horse. All right, you're getting sleepy. What else we got? I am. Uh, that's kind of it. I, I have a little bit of a stinger here about why none of this probably happened, but I don't I don't think I need to get into that. You you were going to explain to the audience why not, why none of this probably happened? All right. I'll, yeah. I'll, you know what? I'm I, not even going to read it. I'll tell you real I mean, quick. <laughs> I, I, I like to give a, a, a kind of an explanation at the end and say, hey, I don't sure. think any of this shit happened. Yes. It's just an interesting story. Here's probably what really happened. But I don't think I need to explain that for this, so... Yeah, first of all, Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Time travel. Yeah. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Jesus. Black berets are not a thing. You got a bunch of weird perverts making up stories and selling books. Oh, boy. who's ma- Now, okay, so our question inevitably needs to go to, who is making money off of this? Was it Duncan Cameron? Uh, I mean, Preston Nichols is kind of like... The guy, he's like the main, the main dude. He's the one that wrote the books. He has a co-writer on the books, a guy named Peter Moon, who isn't directly connected to any Montauk Project stuff. I think he's just the person that can write well, so well enough, that is. Sure. So that's why he got brought on board. So I I think this whole thing is sort of the the brainchild of Preston Nichols. And then I guess Al, Al Burak was a real guy. Al Bielek, yes, he was a real guy. Duncan Cameron is a real guy. I don't know if that's his real name or not. And then Swerdlow kind of came in later and also got on. And he I, he's an interesting dude. He I didn't get too much into him, but he has a whole other thing going on with him. I think he like slowly started to sound more and more Russian in YouTube videos over time. Oh, boy. So I don't know what his deal is. But yeah, that is the Montauk Project kind of in a very loose sloppy nutshell wow that has all of the paranormal conspiracy things it does and i'm, I'm glad that we're we're you know closing the door indefinitely on my on best friend simulator but this is what we're kind of closing the door on we're closing that portal on this one yeah i think that's a good one to to close on it's just it makes me think of what was the skinwalker ranch where it was like it was a Bigfoot and an alien and a yes. ghost. And, a, you know, like, you, they're just like, you just like, slow your roll. This is pretty weird. Some people will definitely believe this. You don't have to keep adding stuff to it. But I think that's the thing that makes it interesting, because as somebody that's into this stuff and has been into this stuff for a long time, you hear the same thing over and over again, and it gets kind of boring after a while. Yeah. So, like, the really, like out there shit like this and skinwalker ranch and even stardust ranch was like a fucking ridiculous one like right right they bring in all these disparate elements and try to make them work in ways that just kind of don't work and it makes it much more entertaining to me 
Yeah, I guess, and I and I'm and I guess it's like you got to keep finding ways to get people to read about it. Oh, we figured this other thing out. It's that sure. Jesus was involved. Sure, it gets people talking. Hmm. Well, Big yeah. J. What's that? Big J himself. Mm-hmm. Big JC, JCDC. Well, yeah, I'm glad we ended on that. Yeah. All right. So, uh, and I'm just gonna put this out there. Any BFS maniacs out there? If you come across the Montauk Project t-shirts that were being sold at the back of the book, it's a black t-shirt with white lettering reading, where time and space meet. Read the Montauk Project, Experiments in Time. That's what it has on it, apparently, in the same font as the the cover of the book. If you come across one of those shirts, just just think of, think of your guy, Josh. Are they not available from the back of the book anymore? <laughs> I do not think they're available from the back of the book anymore. Oh, man, that's too I bad. I didn't write to the P.O. box, but I have a hunch that it's not going to work. <laughs> I kind of have a hunch that if you wrote to the, the P.O. box and sent a check during uh, uh-huh. the time that the publishing house is active, you might not have even oh, gotten one I'm of those sure, shirts. I'm sure. So, yeah. Well, from all right. me, JC, and all of the people at Mars and in Mars... I think that's all the time we have for this call. Indeed. Get ready for that final episode, folks. Coming up next. Coming up next. No, not, not just not next, next, like next week. Two weeks. Ne- next week. Bye. It's not hidden after the okay. end song here. <laughs> yeah, don't stick around. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of Best Friend Simulator. Send us an email at joshanddennis at gmail.com. That's Dennis with one N. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Best Friend Simulator. And thanks to Alan for the theme music. Listen to his podcast, Werewolf Ambulance, and Marveling at Marvel's Marvels. Also, thanks to Justin for the artwork. See more of his stuff at burntobuild.com. That's all the time we have for this outro. Bye. Bye.